Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to give you one of the keys that you will receive victory and success. And if you want to do that, you need to follow the biblical principle. God always speak to me in my heart as a shepherd or as a pastor that He wants you to grow spiritually. He wants you to become more like Jesus. He doesn't want you to be baby forever. He also wants you to walk in love so that you can receive the blessing from Him. Jesus said, "If you love me, you obey me, and when you obey me." I will bless you. The blessing of Abraham will come on the obedient children of God. Not only that, because God loves us so much, we want to glorify His name. We want to make sure that our life shines the light of God into the society, and we need to find the plan and the calling of our life from the Lord. And eventually, if we live like this, one day when we get to heaven. We will meet Jesus, and the Lord will give us the crown of glory, the crown of righteousness, and also rewards, eternal rewards that will never fade away. And many of us are gonna have big mansion in heaven because we live our life that glorify the Lord and also do the will of the Father. Today, I would like to talk about the word help. Help, my help brings. Victory and success. I'm going to start by giving you some introduction here. The background: Matthew chapter 22, verse 14. For many are called, many Christians are called, but few are chosen. What does it mean? Not a lot of people, not a lot of Christians in the world are chosen or anointed to be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers. Not a lot. Only a few that can come up on the pulpit and preach and lead the church, but the Bible says many, which means most Christians are called. So God have a calling on your life. God has a purpose for your life. So it's good to find out what is a calling on our life, and then use our calling and gifts and talents to build the house of God, to expand. The kingdom of God, and when we do that, God will reward us, and we will have also reward in eternity as well. We can see from the Bible that God wants us to really serve God together, help one another, especially help your pastor and your leader to fulfill the calling and the vision for his life or her life. Throughout the Bible, generation to generation. You can see that God has a vision for each generation. Like Moses, God has a vision for Moses to take the Israelites out of Egypt, and the next generation, Joshua, he has a vision for Joshua to take the children of Israel into the Promised Land. But every generation, God spoke His vision to a man or a woman, so He appointed somebody to lead His flock. And the rest of the people need to help that person. 
to fulfill the vision of God. Let's look at the church life here in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 14. And he, Jesus himself, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. My job as a pastor is to train you to serve God, to know how to live a life of service to the kingdom of God. Next, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Christians, we need to be trained by your pastor to be able to participate in building the body of Christ or the local church. Three, till we all come to the unity of the faith, that we will be united, we love each other, and we have the same doctrine, the same faith. Four, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, that you will know God more and more each year, each day. Today, I know my God more than two years ago. You will grow in the same way. You will know your God more and more. You will have deeper and deeper relationship with God. To a perfect man, number what now? Number five. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so we're going to grow up spiritually to become like Jesus Christ. We will not be baby Christians forever. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carry about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So God put you in the church so that your pastor and the pastoral team can train you to know God more, to become good servant of God, to become more like Jesus, to be involved in building the church of God. And God appointed some, not a lot, some in the body to be apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor. But the Bible does not only talk about evangelists, pastors, teachers, but the Bible also talks about other ministry as well. God anoints you and he gives you ministry to do. In 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God has appointed those in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. So that is in the fivefold ministry. After that, miracles. So some of you are gifted to do miracles, to perform miracles. The gifts of healings. I know one lady in Thailand. She looked simple woman, but every time she prayed for people, people got healed. The blind can see, people polarize, get up and walk, and she looks so simple. But she has the gift of healing. Helps. Everyone say, helps. Administration. Varieties of tongues. So there are many gifts. God gives the gifts to the church. Not everyone is a pastor. Not everyone is a preacher. Not everyone is an evangelist. But everyone else in the church has the gift from God that God put something in your life that you can help your pastor and God to build the kingdom in this generation. The ministry of helps or people who help in the kingdom of God can be full-time or can be volunteers who have the job and they just give their time to serve the Lord. I give you example of helps you can do in the church. Children ministry, youth ministry, pray team, worship team, 
running the care group, Archer, sound system, video team, visitation team, visit people in the hospital, or administration team, financial team, the construction, building the church. We remodeled this church by the help of few brothers and sisters, and we saved millions of dollars. If we hire somebody outside to do this, I think it's going to be about three million or four million. One church spent seven million because they hire people, but our own members do it. This, and we pay only one million a little bit. So we save a lot of money because somebody helped the church to do the construction, or can be in the teaching ministry, can be all kinds of things that you can do, supporting mission ministry, library. All kind of things that we can build the church together and use our talents and ability to fulfill the vision of that community. So God has a vision. God appoints somebody to really run the race, and God put the rest of the people join together and help one another to build the kingdom and to really fulfill the vision that God gave to that. Generation or to that group of people, my brother and sister, I would like to encourage all of you. If you are faithful in doing what God called you to do, eventually God is the one who gives you promotion. Not everybody start by being a preacher right away. Not everybody start by being a pastor right away. Actually, when I was a new believer, the first few years I was helping my pastor. To drive the car to pick up people from the village and come to church, I'm the one who opened the door of the church, clean up, set up the chair. I was serving in the ministry of helps to help my pastor. He's an American missionary named Pastor Dan Cobb. He was from Kentucky and he, he was building the Baptist church in east part of Thailand. I served him. I drove the car for him. Set up everything for him. I was not a preacher at the beginning. I was faithful in helping, serving, doing the best I could from what God gave to me. Actually, I helped a few American missionary at that time to translate their teaching from English into Thai because they could not speak Thai. So I was sitting there doing the translation. But the key is we need to be faithful. In doing the thing, and eventually, if we are faithful, God can give us promotion because God see our faithfulness. Galatians chapter one verse ten say, "For do I now? I mean Paul, persuade men or God? I will explain to you what it means. Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a born servant of Christ. What it means is this: as a Christian." You don't try to please yourself. You don't try to please people around you. Maybe people around you say, "Oh, you need to be a pastor right now. Go up and preach." Be careful. You need to please God, not men. Maybe you yourself, I need a microphone. I want to preach right now. But you need to find out what God calls you to do. Not try to please yourself, men. You are a part of mankind too, and don't try to please people around you. You need to please God. Therefore, you need to find out what God calls you to do. A lot of Christians get into big trouble because they are walking out of their calling. They don't do the calling. I have seen 
Many friends in my life who want to be a pastor and eventually, and they are not even pastor, but they want to have the position of pastor, and eventually they get into trouble. I don't want to tell you the detail, but it's true. Don't walk out of your calling. Just please God. You don't need to prove yourself to anybody. Just walk according to your calling. You are a part of the body of Christ, and you should know your position in the body of Christ, and. You need to be faithful, and if you're faithful in doing what God called you to do at certain time of your life, eventually promotion will come. Psalm 75 verses 6 to 7 say, "For exaltation or promotion come neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the Judge; He puts down one." And he exalts another. Promotion come from the Lord. So therefore, don't worry about promotion. Don't worry about title in the church. Just be faithful in doing what God called you to do. I noticed that. I give you example. Brother Noy and Sister Chili, the husband and wife, they were called to support me in the video ministry. So they just be, have been very faithful supporting me, doing. The help ministry in the area of video. Pastor Brenda is faithful in running the children program all these thirty plus years. She is very faithful, and God promotes her. You can see that everybody in the church is called to build the body, to do something to expand the kingdom of God, and God's plan and purpose. Is so big and global to the point that it requires the whole body to work together. Can you imagine? We have to reach out to the whole world. I work so hard to produce teaching in French now, in Vietnamese, in Mandarin. It's a lot of work. I need help from Congolese student to translate English into French. I need some help from the Vietnamese, Jai Yo, and I know Cam Eun. I need the Vietnamese brother and sister to help me translate into Vietnamese so that we can bless people in Vietnam with a good teaching. My brother and sister, we need the team. We need everybody to get involved and help the pastor to accomplish the vision that God gives to that house. The Bible emphasizes clearly that every member of the church is important, not just only the pastor or the preacher. In the book of Ephesians, chapter four, verse sixteen, I will go very quickly. Ephesians four sixteen, from whom the whole body, mean the church, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part. Listen carefully. I'm going to emphasize this sentence. Every part, every member. Does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love? Every member should find their position, their calling in the church, and should get involved in helping the pastor to fulfill the vision that God give to that church. Every member, no exception. Can you imagine one day your nose say, "I'm not going to work anymore"? What's going to happen to your body? And one day your eyes say, "I'm going to be blind. I will not help you to look at things." Wow, your body will suffer. Every part of the body should function 
in its own calling. First Corinthians 12:14 to 28 say, "For in fact the body is not one member but many. The body means the church has many members. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? Thank God we can smell. But God Now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. God is the one who set you in the body, and He gives you the anointing, the calling, the ability, the talents to do the work for God as He pleased. And if they were all one member, where would be the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, "I have no need of you," nor again the head to the feet, "I have no need of you." No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on this we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. I'm going to stop here. So basically. The Bible tried to say that every member of the church. Okay, number one, what it means? Number one, every Christian should commit to a good local church. You should not be like a finger that cut off and be someone on the street. You should join into the church so that you can get nourished. You can get fed protection. Everyone should be a committed, faithful, loyal. Member of a local church doesn't have to be this church. It can be other church. I don't ask you to join this church, but if you are led by God to join this church, you should be committed, and you need to find your position in the body, and pull up your sleeve, serve, help, be faithful, be committed to build the body of Christ. If you want God to bless you, because that is in the Bible. God relies on you to advance the kingdom of God, and we need to spread into every section of society. God wants Christian doctors, nurses, teachers, businessmen, truck driver. Yesterday, it was the truck driver was a chiropractor, and he was so happy to be with us because we all sing Christian song all the time. God put him there for us. We need to spread all over. To bring the gospel and the light of God to everybody. So, ministry of help here, we help one another and we help our pastor to fulfill the purpose of God or the vision that God gives to your pastor. Now, we're going to look at the Old Testament quickly here before we finish. We're going to see that this truth that everyone should get involved, everyone should find his or her position, calling. We should not be consumer. Just come to church where it's a free food. Oh, snack! Oh, good. Eat, 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 eat. Oh, pastor, you need to greet me. You need to say hi to me. I'm a consumer here. You need to do something for me, pastor. You need to come visit me and pray for me. That is a baby mindset. You should come to the church and say, "What can I do, pastor? I will help you. What can I do in this house to build the kingdom in this?" 
church? Can I cook? Can I wash dishes? Can I clean up? Can I help the snack program, kitchen program? What can I do to support, to help the body of Christ? We should not be consumer and come just to get, 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 and take, 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 take. When you give, God will bless you. Look at the Bible. In the generation of Moses, God appointed and anointed Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt to the Promised Land. Look at Exodus chapter four, verse ten. So basically, Moses was a pastor, was a leader of that congregation. Moses said to the Lord, "O Lord, I have never been eloquent. Wow, I can identify with that. I'm not very eloquent. Neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant." I am slow of speech and tongue. Moses recognized his weakness. He's not a good speaker like Pastor Lau. I'm not a good speaker. I'm just straightforward. I'm not very nice like that. Not like many preachers in the in the world. I just go straightforward to tell you the truth. And Moses knew his weakness. Look at Exodus chapter four, verses fourteen to sixteen. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, "What about your brother, Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you." And it will be as if he were your mouth, and as if you were God to him. Basically, Moses had some weaknesses in his life, but he was appointed to be pastor there, to be the shepherd, and he needed help. Who helped him to speak? Aaron. Aaron helped him, so that the ministry that God called Moses to accomplish. Will be done. Aaron, the brother, helped the pastor Moses. You see, look at another story. Exodus chapter seventeen, verses eight to thirteen. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim, and Moses said to Joshua, "Choose us some men and go out fight with." Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Ur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed or had victory. And when he let down his hand. Amalek prevailed, but Moses' hand became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him. He sat on it, and Aaron and Ur supported his hands, one on one side, and the other on the other side, and his hand was steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek. And his people with the edge of the sword. 
This is an interesting story. Amalek tried to destroy the children of Israel. Moses, the leader, was on the top of the hill, praying, interceding for Joshua and other soldiers in the battlefield. Anytime Moses' hands start to get weak and drop, the Israelites were defeated. But when the arms come up, they had victory. Moses could not do that by himself for hours and hours. God sent Aaron and Ur to support his arm for hours and hours to really have the victory over the enemy. So actually that victory depends on Moses' victory, depends on how Moses can really stay in his position, praying, 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 lifting up his hand. That victory also come because Aaron and Ur supported the arms of Moses. That victory come because Joshua and the rest of the Israelites were in the battlefield and fight. Is that victory come from everybody? Yes. Aaron and Ur know that if Moses failed, the rest will fail. But if the leader had victory, the rest all have victory. This is why the community can have victory when we help each other. We support our pastor and leader. We support one another. And we see the victory at the end. God wants us to work as a team. Let me read one more time in Exodus 17 verse 12. And his hand was steady until going down of the sun. The word steady in the Hebrew language here was translated 27 other times in the Old Testament as faithfulness. Everyone say steady. Everyone say faithful. When Aaron and Ur were faithful in supporting the arms of Moses, Moses could be faithful in praying. And Joshua and the rest of the people there down in the battlefield could win the battle. We need to be faithful members of the church. After I accepted Jesus Christ, I talked to God, Lord, you can count on me. If I'm not having any emergency surgery at the hospital on Sunday to crack up somebody's brain, open the skull, or somebody dying that I have to perform emergency surgery. Actually, in this church, by the grace of God, I have to run out only one Sunday when I was still resident or practicing medicine. Only one time I have to run out. The rest, God kept me here all the time until the church is over. That no emergency case came into the emergency room every Sunday. But if I have to go, I understand. But otherwise, Lord, I'm going to be a faithful servant. I will show up every Sunday, every care group. You can count on me. Whatever they need, I will do it. I will clean up the floor. I will arrange a chair. I want to be faithful like Moses and Aaron and Ur. You may think that lifting up somebody's arm or cleaning up the floor, cooking in the kitchen, washing dishes, are just natural work. Not that important. No, they are supernatural, spiritual work 
that manifest in the natural way. Amen. Everyone say supernatural. supernatural. Everyone say spiritual. spiritual. Even you lead the games on the bus, that is spiritual. And that is supernatural. But you manifest it in the natural way. So you need to know this. All this worship team that come up, they are doing supernatural work, but they're also spiritual people. All the archer, the sound man, the video team, they are doing, even though they look like natural work, but actually they are spiritual and supernatural. Amen? Amen. Exodus chapter 28 Verses 2 to 3, the Bible talks about natural work, but actually those natural ministries are supernatural and anointed by God. Exodus 28, verses 2 to 3. Make sacred garments. So God spoke to Moses. Moses is not the one who can put the garment together. He's a leader. <laughs> Make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart for my service. God spoke to Moses, make a garment for Aaron. Who made the garment? Moses. Yes or no? No. Moses picked somebody who was anointed by God with the skill, with wisdom to make garment for Aaron. Exodus 31, 1-6, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, and the tribe of Judah, and have filled him with the Spirit of God. Is that spiritual? Yes. Is that supernatural? Yes. How many people want to have more Spirit of God? How many people want to have more anointing? I want to have more anointing. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding, in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. This guy worked in construction. <laughs> worked with gold, silver, wood, cutting the stone to design artistic works so you can help this church to do parking lot ministry or decoration to design artistic works to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I will indeed, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamak, of the tribe of Dan, I have put wisdom in the hearts of all who are gifted artisans, that they may make all that I have commanded you. You mean Moses. I command Moses, God say, to build the tabernacle. But at the same time, God provided manpower, the craftsmen, the workers that can build the tabernacle to help Moses. God's way is still working today. The same thing. God wants to use you to help your pastor to build the house of God. Find your gifting, your talents, pull up your sleeve, serve, be faithful, get involved, volunteer. 
Don't sit around, do nothing. Everyone should be involved in the ministry to help and support your pastor. Actually, I like Judges chapter 7. Judges chapter 7, Gideon said to the children of Israel, have something to blow, okay? When I blow, you blow the horn with me. But after you blow, you say this sentence, for God and for Gideon. What it means is this. You join a local church. It doesn't have to be this church. You join a local church. You want to serve God, but you don't see God. God is in heaven. God called your pastor to lead the church. You lift up the arm of your pastor for God and for my pastor so that the vision that God gives to this man or woman shall be fulfilled. Live your life that way, please. Live your life that use your talent, your calling to support the work of God by supporting your pastor. Amen? That is the way of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now about spiritual gifts. Brother, I do not want you to be ignorant. God say, my people in the church, I don't want you to ignore the talents and the gifts that you have in your life. Find them. Use them faithfully with loyalty and commitment. Use whatever you have to support your church, to help your pastor so that the vision will be done. Get the job done in that generation. I know today the message is different from the usual message on Sunday. Actually, God told me to preach this one on last Monday, and I struggled and said, wow, this is too strong message. I think people may not like to hear. Maybe I preach about something else like tickle their ears so that they like it. People don't like to hear about the word commitment, faithfulness, loyalty, support, serve, pull up your sleeve, oh, pass aloud. I don't like this teaching. So I argue with God for three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. God, can I pick up other message? And God kept telling me, you must preach this one, this Sunday. No if and or but. I do it. Please submit to God. Obey God. And do what the Bible says. Commit to a good local church. Be faithful. Find out your place, your calling, your function. And get involved. Always pray for your pastor. Support him. And always say, what can I do to help you? To get the vision that God gave to you finished in this generation. You have two choices in your life. One choice is to be faithful, committed, and serve and get involved. Another choice I would like to read to you, and I hope you don't pick this choice. Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, for the Lord heard it. You may complain behind my back. Pastor Lau, he did this. He called me. I don't like what he say, but you know who heard it? I did not hear it, but the Lord heard it. And his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. I will not choose this one. I will choose to serve Moses. Number chapter 14. When you complain against your pastor, you are complaining against God. 
because God appoint him for God and for Gideon. I'm not trying to lift myself up. Actually, lately I talk to Pastor Da all the time. Da, we are getting older. I'm going to turn 70 next year. Hallelujah. Some people older than me. And we don't know how long we're going to serve. I mean, I will continue to serve God until the last day of my life. But I don't know how I can be senior pastor here forever because I'm getting older. One day I have to give this church to somebody else to be senior pastor. We are still praying, looking for that person to have a godly man and a godly wife to lead this church. But if you complain against that person, you complain against God because God appoint that person. Look at Numbers chapter 14:26 to 30. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, "How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Actually, they complain against Moses, but God took it personally. He said, 'They complain against me. Say to them, as I live, say the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you.'" The carcasses of the dead body of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness. All of you who were numbered according to your entire number, from twenty years old and above, except for Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I would make you dwell in. Complainers, troublemakers. Will not enter the promised land. Please don't be complainers. Please don't be troublemakers in the church. Pray for your pastor. Serve the Lord. Help him. Lift his arm up. That pastor may not be me one day. Maybe somebody else. But use the same principle. Follow biblical principle. Pray for your pastor. Support your pastor. Help your pastor. And you practice that, and your kids gonna see the parents in the church. Wow. My dad and my mom always pray for the pastor in the car. Always talk good about the pastor. Always lift him up. When the pastor turn right, let's go right together. Your kids grow up in the house and they watch you. They will say, "I will do the same thing when I become a grown-up man." But in the car, if you complain, you talk bad about your pastor, you attack him, or you just, I don't care. I will not do anything. Your kids watch you. Hmm. My dad and my mom are this way. When I grow up, I'm gonna follow their example. I won't do anything in the church, and they may even backslide. They may walk into the world. Why I come to church? I grow up. I just walk away, enjoy the worldly life. Please, you set the tone and the example to your children by being godly, like Joshua and Caleb. Be supportive, helpful, and consider the kingdom of God is so important. When you serve your pastor, you're not serving your pastor. You're serving God, and God see everything. He will reward you. He will bless you. He will make you the head, not the tail. Uh, but if you complain and come against your pastor all the time, God will be upset, and He will spank you. I never dare to open my mouth when I had pastor a long time ago. I never complain against my pastor. I always say, "What can I do for you? Tell me. I support you." All the days of my life. That's why my children always serve God because they see example of Pastor Da and me that we love our pastor and support the church. I know this is a strong message, 
But I think we need to hear sometime. We don't get always hors d'oeuvre or some ice cream. Sometimes we need to get the meat so that we can grow up. Please serve God. Don't waste your time. Find your gifts and your talents. I give you example. I wrote my lesson in English because my English is broken. I need to send to Mary Jo to correct English for me, editing my lesson. Maybe more people can get involved in editing the lesson I wrote because you are English-speaking people. Or maybe you can get involved in other areas. We need so much help. You can ask Pastor Da. I work from 6 a.m. to midnight for the church all day, non-stop. A lot of work preparing the Vietnamese, preparing French, Chinese, a lot of works in the church. Give counseling to churches, to pastors. Oh, a lot of work. We need help. Instead of complaining, supporting, helping. Amen? Amen. Do you still love me? Yeah. You're not upset with me? Everyone say, I will grow up. I'm not a baby. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us this lesson about the ministry of helps. We thank you, Lord, that you anoint us with your Holy Spirit to have different talents and gifts and abilities, supernatural abilities from you, Lord. And you have the specific calling. You say, Lord, many are called, but a few are chosen. We all are called to build your kingdom. Help my brothers and sisters to discover their calling, their function, what part of the body they should be. There may be eyes, there may be hairs, or eyelids, or ear, or tongues, and stomach, and lungs, and rivers, or spleen. Whatever, Lord, help them to be the functioning organ of the body. They will not take advantage of other people by doing nothing, but other people serve and doing their responsibility, Lord. Lord, help us to have the right biblical mindset that is to know that the vision of the church come from heaven and you Lord appoint some to be a pastor to lead the church with the vision from heaven and we want to support our Moses our pastor like Aaron Ur Joshua Caleb Lord Anoint us, use us, Lord. We will be faithful. We will be steady. We will be committed and loyal to you, Lord. And we believe we never outgive you. As we serve you, we spend our time, energy, and talent to serve you, Lord, in the church and for the great commission. Lord, you will pay us back. Not only paying us back in my generation, but pay us back to the next generation. You shall bless our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren to the thousand generations, Lord. Help all the parents in this room, Lord, to be good example to their children, to have the godly character, the commitment and faithfulness. We will not be complainers, we will not be in that generation who die in the wilderness. But we're going to enter the promised land together, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Help us to practice what we learn in this lesson. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to ask Pastor Da to give word of encouragement for a few minutes before we close the service. Today, I will not lay hand because we have practice. Pastor Da, can you encourage brothers and sisters? Brothers and sisters, good morning, and I'm so glad that you are here today to listen to the message, because I really think it is so important, you know, that we hear the message. A lot of times we hear encouragement, you're going to be okay, you're going to be rich, you know, God will open the door for you, you're going to be successful. Everything, I believe they are good messages. But I also believe that it is important that we hear the vision of our church. That we hear that God give us talents, ability, anointing. Thank God for the anointing. Pastor, and I pray that God will anoint all brothers and sisters to do His job, Amen. to do the job of the Lord that He assigned for us. Please do not take it for granted with your anointing, with your ability. With your talents that the Lord gives to you, usefully, because the more you use it, the more God will give it to you. Amen. The more you do it, you will be better. Not only that, the Lord will bless you, but the Lord will bless people all around you, too. So I really encourage that we pull up our sleeve, even though it looks like, do I have to do that? <laughs> do I really have to do that? Do I really have to commit to the work of the Lord, brother and sister? Believe me, it's good. It's good. I have seen so many brother and sister in this church that I have known them. Even some of them, they were in the womb, <laughs> and they grew up in this church, and now they are serving the Lord. I can see that one thing: God, He keep His promise. Amen. He keep his promise. He watch over his promise to see that it will be fulfilled. I am so encouraged by the word of God that God keep his promise. God will do what he say. So when we know that God will do what he say, we are encouraged to continue, even though at times it hard. At times we are in the situation where we are not always. Walk in the rose garden. At times we have trouble in the family. At times we have financial problem. At times we are not totally feel good. You know what? But I want to encourage all of us that be faithful in everything that the Lord call us to do. Amen. Be faithful in following Him. Keep our heart right. At times our heart may be not right, but I said no. I have to go back to the right path, that is to be right before the Lord, and then keep walking with Him faithfully. Do what He say, even though sometimes it might come against your flesh, it might come against your feeling. But keep doing it. Keep being faithful. You know what? I want to say this: that the reward 
and the favor and the things that God is going to give into your life will exceed your expectation. Amen. You know, you think that okay, God, you're gonna bless me, but God bless you more than that, more than that, and it's i s proven for the last 35 years in New Hope. Yeah, thank you so much, brother and sister. I pray that Pastor Lau and I and the leadership pray that you will be encouraged. You will fight a good fight. You will continue to do. You will not quit. You will not be okay. I'm quitting. I is not pleasing me. I'm quit. No, continue because the Holy Spirit who can talk to you will talk in your heart what is the right thing to do, and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Thank you, Pastor Dan, for being supporting wife all these years. I cannot do this without her. I want to do the Thai way a little bit here. I want to do the Korean way. I want to do the American. How American say thank you? Thank you. Thank you for every faithful servant of God in this house that you have been serving faithfully for years. All the ministry here, I cannot mention all the ministry. Even some ministry behind the scene that no one knows. I and Pastor Da and the whole church want to say thank you to you. One more thing I want to say: if you have been hurt by other church, because maybe you were mistreated by the team or the pastor or whatever, don't let anyone stop your race. Keep running the race. Don't let anyone stop you from serving the Lord. Rise up, climb up the wall, walk through the door. You're gonna get to your finish line. Our God is a God who get you over the wall, pass through the door, go around and get to the finish line. So please continue to serve God. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't look back. Don't let disappointment stop you. People make mistake, but the Lord never make mistake. Amen. Keep serving the Lord. Find a good church, join them, and serve the Lord together. Amen. Let's sing a song together, and we will praise God to finish this service. How many people are gonna practice what you learned today? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Is my footstone? Where is the house waiting for me? Home of you.
Give your life to Jesus to become a child of the Living God. Why don't you pray with me right now? Speak it out loud to the Lord, Father in heaven. I repent of my sin. I believe and declare, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is my Lord and my Savior. He was raised from the dead on the third day. Come into my life, Jesus. I will follow you. Become your disciple and serve you, Lord. I believe you give me life and give it more abundantly. You protect me, heal me, protect me, guide me, show me the way to heaven. Oh Lord, from today on, you will take care of me. I will follow you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.